This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Hello, everyone. My name is Rupa Sunku, and I'm here with Touch a Life Foundation to give you one more episode of uh, Mentor Loop. Today's conversation is going to be around effective communication. What is effective communication? It's a process of exchanging ideas, thoughts, knowledge, and information such that the purpose or intention is fulfilled in the best possible manner. In simple words, it's nothing but the representation of views by the sender in a best way possible to be understood by the receiver. I'm going to spend some time talking about some of the communication skills that are very important for you to understand and utilize in an organization or a team that you work with. Active listening is one of the key or primary skills that you need to develop. And I'll talk about that along with nonverbal communication, managing stressful conversations, either persuading or influencing people. And then lastly, I'll spend some time talking about emotional intelligence. Starting off with active listening. It's the ability to focus completely on a speaker, understand their message, comprehend the information and respond very thoughtfully. Unlike passive listening, which is the act of hearing a speaker without retaining their message or uh, valuing the interpersonal communication skills and enabling engagement. And then forgetting to review or consider some of the details that were discussed and asking for a repeat of that. So the most important aspect of active listening is to make sure that you have understood the information that's being communicated and also understand the feelings that are associated to it. So active listening is engagement and then making sure that you understand the feelings that have been delivered in the message as well. Another perspective to effective communication is nonverbal communication. It is all of the transfer of information using body language, including eye contact, facial expressions, gestures, the smile that goes along with it, the friendliness, the acceptance, the openness. Those are all the curated emotional gestures or expressions that go along with the words that are being spoken. Make sure that these nonverbal communications are understood with the physical movement of the body, the language being used, the tone of the delivery of the words, and make sure that you are being sincere listening to it. Be curious about what is being shared and remain curious and be patient while you're listening. These could also be pertinent to both the nonverbal communications as well as the active listening that we've just spoken about. There could be a lot of stressful conversations. And what are some of the examples of uh, stressful conversations in an organization or a corporation? It could be a gamut of things, right from firing of an employee to curiosity about what is going on within the organization that should or should not be disclosed, receiving the uh, difficult uh, feedback from people, or it could be the context of the conversation could 
carry a lot of emotional load and it could create a lot of anxiety because it's taking you out of your comfort zone and yet it can be very costly because you are trying to dodge issues and make the conversations very difficult there is antagonism there's avoidance and relationships that uh, are at play when you run into stressful conversations in a stressful conversations i think there are a few rules that i should uh, suggest you take on from an active listening perspective that is ask ask the person what is really going on then mirror it mirroring meaning describe how the other person is feeling or acting say you seem very upset you seem very angry and then also use paraphrasing paraphrasing which will tell you that i've heard you and these are the things that i just heard you share with me so is that right so again an active listening skill during a stressful conversation following the ask mirroring paraphrasing and lastly priming the message prime means take the best guess at what the other person is trying to tell you with all of the stressful conversations you are probably very emotional and anxious so getting repetition of the problem but also saying is this what you're thinking about it or is this how you are responding to it it becomes that priming impact which will help de-stress and um, participate in that active listening the next uh, situation is uh, how can you be a influence or uh, can you be persuasive in your approach with the conversation to make it all effective influence comes from a trait that you possess it is not something you are not but it is who you are persuasion on the other hand is because of the actions that you take and the influences that you build into the activity that's on hand or the problem situation that's on hand or the project that's on hand so influence is very long term whereas persuasiveness is just a very short term in in that sense so the ability to persuade others is very useful in the workplace and employers value employees who demonstrate proficiency of persuasive skills because it can lead to increased productivity the skills involve convincing others to complete a desired action or behave in a specific way typical to achieve that end goal at hand again persuasiveness is more a short term goal based on actions so some of the examples that i can share with you on persuasion is understanding the position of the person who is coming to you and are trying to communicate with you then offer them a choice give them a choice of going right or going left or which is your preference versus what is the possible better solution in a team setting those could all be persuasive um, acts utilizing that action ability in your uh, a conversation always uh, talk about options and make it easy for them to communicate with you so you understand what they are saying and then paraphrase what you think you want to achieve out of this conversation 
always social proofing persuasive conversation is very effective because people like to be people pleasers or be in tune with what the joneses are up to in that particular situation or what are all of the community talking about so those are the social proofs can also become persuasive conversation the other avenue to use persuasion is to leverage scarcity so if there are only a few options and this is the best and the easiest and the simplest option and let's take advantage of the very few avenues that are left is definitely a conversation that can lead to action also the contrast giving them a contrast of what uh, it would look like if you pursued one path versus the other or what is the viewpoint from your vantage point or your lens versus somebody else will also create an opportunity to persuade a person digging deeper and finding out what the real objective is will often enough give you opportunity or an avenue to persuade the people into doing the things that you would like them to do and then use the feel felt found method and this method is about how are you feeling what have you felt about this and what have you found if we were to put this in action is definitely another avenue to be persuasive and pursue an effective conversation now i've already talked to you about active listening which also means that there is an engagement of the body language body language is almost a subliminal cue of your delivery of the message that goes with the, your body language right it can show passion it can show confidence it can create trust and it can create curiosity how does some of these body languages show up in a setting at work how you stand the space that you occupy and the relationship that you have with the people around you are you staying in close proximity in a circle or are you staying distant and moving away from the people how are you moving your hands your face and your body overall are you showing nervousness or gestures that are not appropriate in a conversation can also be those body languages that can make it effective or not effective in your communication it's also super important to determine how you appear how you look at people and how you sound so like i mentioned the confidence or that relatability kind of comes from how you sound and uh, the confidence is shown because you don't use too many ums ahums uh, and so forth and how do you look at people make that smile create that synergy of uh, being very attentive getting feedback and uh, avoiding completion of uh, sentences and uh, creating eye contact and uh, those are the things that will make it all more appealing to the person receiving that message how do you appear if you sound lethargic and bored people are not going to appreciate that conversation or may not even listen to that conversation so it's important to be energetic relaxed dressed appropriately for the occasion uh, delivering the kind of messages you're delivering 
so there is this concept of power of observation so all of these things that i've spoken about active listening managing stress situation paraphrasing uh, prefacing priming all of those aspects are very important and your body language in terms of expression the other thing that you should also build is the overall read of the room or the location that you're in in the zoom meeting that you're in being able to spot those conversations that should be avoided or should not be called out because there is defensive mechanics being played out sarcasm being played out or threats being played out you need to be careful of making sure that you are spotting those and not addressing it on prime time but more as an offline conversation to make sure that those conversations are not going to be misinterpreted or broadcasted in an unfavorable manner it's also important to kind of make sure that you have brought in a sense of safety around this conversation keep a feeling of humanity empathize keep drawing on the mutual purpose of this conversation apologize and there is nothing uh, small or wrong in apologizing sometimes you can set or change the tone uh, based on some of these observations that you make while delivering a effective conversation or a communication or a change plan that you're delivering to your team so now kind of moving on to the last bit of thoughts from my end is about eq which is the emotional quotient or the emotional intelligence the research has shown that there is a correlation between higher eq and happiness help you achieve the goals of your organization and increase your job satisfaction it can also help the people around you achieve success how do you do that there should be a sense of self awareness self regulation motivation and empathy that goes along to deliver that emotional quotient emotional intelligence is basically the awareness of your surroundings and your situation giving you the opportunity to look and observe and listen to all of the things around you in your setting to be able to react to it So now let's talk about uh, some of examples and uh, talk about what is high IQ and what is low EQ in this particular scenario. If you were to recognize your triggers and identify your strengths and see your own limitations, would that be considered high EQ and how does that play out in this scenario? where your colleagues were up for the same promotion but they got it instead and you've been left out how would that play out higher eq you would reflect and realize that you're being honest with yourself and you weren't working as hard as your coworker and their promotion was very well deserved while if you are on the low eq mode you may fire off an angry email to your boss demanding an explanation or threatening to quit So that is the recognition of the triggers and identifying your strength and your own limitations in the realm of EQ. Now let's take another aspect of EQ, pausing and thinking before you act and considering the consequences. Reflect on what are your shortcut reactions and what you do to avoid them. The scenario would be you're in a meeting and your boss criticizes you in front of your coworkers. What would you do? A high EQ 
means that you maintain composure and politely excuse yourself from the process and remove yourself from that unsafe environment. Whereas a low EQ, you become very defensive and storm out of the office, right? So that is an example of the emotional intelligence playing out or the EQ playing out. Now, the other aspect of EQ is to inspire and uh, accomplish goals because it helps you grow as a person rather than doing it from outside rewards like money, fame, status and recognition. So that part of EQ, let's uh, play out the scenario. You recently got promoted and you posted about it in social media, but not too many people reacted to it. So how would you handle with a high EQ? High EQ would be you're proud of yourself and your promotions and what you have achieved and uh, appreciate all of the support that you have received. You are not counting those likes on social media so much. But if you are on a lower EQ, you may question your success and uh, worthiness and then start posting, I didn't get too many likes and this is very disappointing. I don't seem to have the support system, right? So let's take another scenario. In any conversation, you can understand where someone is coming from, offer support or understanding without any implied benefits in terms of answers or knowledge. Now, this scenario will play out this way. Your co-worker has a mountain of work to do and will need to come in over the weekend to finish the work. You don't do the same kind of work and there's no way for you to offer any practical help. Still, you know what it's like to lose a weekend to work and you feel really badly for your colleague. As a high EQ person, on Saturday, you show them empathy by stopping by their office and giving them some coffee and some donuts and spending some time with them, encouraging them. While if you're on a low EQ, you would try to avoid them and say it's very awkward to have a conversation because I'm not really capable of helping my co-worker and will leave that situation along. So... I have now discussed with you multiple ways to observe, kind of build your competencies to make your conversations very effective and useful. And effective conversations invariably lead results. We've also talked about EQ playing a positive awareness-based reaction to your communications, giving the opportunity to build that empathy, build that trust and build that effectiveness of being positively rewarded with your communications at any given juncture. So I hope you have found this conversation useful and picked up a few tips on uh, effective communication mechanics. I would like to have you consider a couple of pieces of information I used to put this all together. First was a book written by Patterson, Granny, Macmillan and Switzer, which is about crucial conversations, tools for talking when stakes are high. The other three bits of information I picked up from LinkedIn Learning, which is interpersonal communications, 
eight influencing tips and developing your emotional intelligence. So I hope you have enjoyed or picked up on a few clues and cues to improve your body language, engage in active listening, bring in that uh, emotional intelligence of empathy, and that will bring you happiness and completion of your tasks. Thank you so much for listening in. And if you'd like to be part of Touch A Life Foundation and the Career Help in specific, uh, please join us at touchalife.org and sign up to be part of this program. Thank you once again. Bye-bye. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.